Welcome to Studio 96 West. Today on the Evangelist Pilgrim Mission Podcast with Evangelist Mackey, we will begin be going over the topic of the rippling effects of choice. I, Evangelist Mackey, truly hope that each and every one of you has had a wonderful and peaceful week on our journey with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, as we drive into the week's topic today, be in our presence and help guide someone's heart, Lord, back to you. For there is someone out there, Lord, that is in desperate need to feel your love today. Rippling Effects of Choice Skippity, 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 plop. Amy Ludwig van der Water wrote, I'm skipping stones. I cannot stop. It started with just one or two. I picked them up. I threw them. They flew into the air, into the sky, into the lake. I made them fly. Now every stone that I can see is calling. Please pick me, pick me, pick me. Has your life ever felt like a skipping stone? Just one thing after another. You just can't seem to break through. Everything around you is like a skipping stone. If it's with your job, if it's with your loved ones, maybe friends, co-workers, maybe your spouse, it just seems like one thing after another. While the rippling effects of choice are endless. And in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, 16 through 17 in your Bible, it reads, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat, Of it you shall surely die. But in that very moment, God delivered the power of choice. And later on, Eve ate from that very tree of knowledge and changed their lives from that very day on. Another example of the power of choice we can find if you turn your Bibles to the book of Genesis, chapter 6, verse 13 through 19. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubics, its width 50 cubics, and its height 30 cubics. You shall make a window for the ark, and the shell finished into a cubit from above, and set the door of the ark on its side. You shall make it with, with lower, second, and third decks. And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all the flesh in which is the breath of life. 
Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you. And you shall, shall go into the ark. You, your sons, your wives, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing, of all the flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. And they shall be a male and a female. Noah building an ark that choice led to the rebirth of the planet earth. In an earthly baptism, earth would be given a new life to reset itself to live for God. Now, can you believe, just think for a second, if Eve and Adam, they went against God and ate from that tree of knowledge, and it changed everything. They were kicked out of the Garden of Eden, and they had to work the soil. To grow their food as a farmer so they could survive. So dating clear back to the beginning of man. Farming was one of the most important jobs there is. And still is to this very day. And can you believe that Noah building that ark gave the planet earth a rebirth? Of an earthly baptism proportion. So earth could have a new life with God. Now just imagine for a second. That Noah didn't do what God asked. Can you imagine that? Adam and Eve did. They, they went against God and ate from that tree. Now imagine Noah going against God. And the floodwaters come. We would not be here today, possibly. God would have had to start completely over with a new Adam and Eve. Then in the book of Genesis, we have another example about choice. If you turn your Bibles to chapter 12 now, in verses 1 through 3, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house. To a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be blessed. And I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, Abraham set out on that journey to one day his bloodline would establish the country of Israel that we know today. You imagine if Abraham said, No, God, I will not leave my father's house. I will not leave what I know. I will not follow. I will not leave my country and and." Discover this new land that you claim you will show me. But Abraham, like Noah, did what God said. Can you imagine that? If all the people in the world 
would do what God said, our world wouldn't be in the shape it is today. Now, even God made a sacrifice. God sacrificed his only son, Jesus Christ, for our sins. Can you imagine that? God gave Adam and Eve a choice. And they broke it by eating from the tree of knowledge. It, God gave Noah a choice, and Noah followed it, so earth could have a rebirth in baptism and a new life, a fresh start. And Abraham answered God and went on his journey from his country, leaving everything behind, his father's house. Now, even the choice God made by sacrificing his only son, Jesus Christ, for our sins made the greatest choice of them all in the book of Acts. Can you imagine that? That everything you do is God. The people you created in your image, in God's image, up until the point, even after your son, you send your son, you go down to earth, as your son, Jesus Christ, the people still don't obey, and some of which don't even believe in Jesus Christ. That you've already flooded the earth, and earth's been reborn, but even that couldn't scare mankind that God made in his image to do right. So God decides to sacrifice his own son. And finally, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 36, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ, now you imagine those Roman soldiers doing what they were told by the judge and by their government to crucify Jesus Christ. They answered Peter by saying, what shall I do? They knew that they'd done wrong. It cut them deeply to their heart. And in that moment, when they asked Peter, what shall I do? Peter responds by saying, you must repent for the remission of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in immersion so you can be buried with Jesus and rise out of the water with Jesus. And you must accept the Holy Ghost into your heart. That's what you shall do. Just as Jesus Christ told Nicodemus in John 3, 5, that you must be born again of water 
and of spirit to enter the kingdom of God. Amen. But just how do our choices have a ripply effect on those around us? Take a moment for just a second or two to think back on each and every one of your lives on how the power of choice affected your life and your lives around you. Just how good or bad choices you make today could alter someone else's choice and so on. When we make a decision, we often fail to understand the true costs and consequences of our actions. In the moment of making a decision, our instincts are to focus on the exact task at hand. We prioritize our thinking onto the outcome we are wanting to achieve, not how it will affect others. See, just like a stone you picked up and you threw across the lake. With each hit, a ripple flowed outward. Skip after skip, another ripple. Until the stone sank. Not knowing what you just like past choices. And future choices we've made along our journey of life. The rippling effects, just like Eve eating from that tree in the garden, changed their lives forever compared to the domino effect. When you knock one over, the next one falls, and then the next one, and so on. We must think harder about the choices we make and those who it will affect in return. Our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, our Abba, our Father in Heaven, faced a brutal death. So our choices and our sins were forgiven on that very cross at Calvary. Amen. Do you ever sit back and realize the suffering of our Lord Jesus Christ? The day that they threw stones at him. They whipped him. They made him carry his own cross in humility in front of all the people in like a parade fashion through the town. And every time he fell with the cross, they'd whip him some more and tell him to rise. And when they got him to the very spot where he'd be crucified on Calvary, they placed a nail through one hand, a nail through the other, before nailing his feet to the bottom of the cross. 
And then with those very nails in his hands, they placed a crown of thorns upon his head. And in that very moment, they raised him up on that cross in front of everyone to be a symbol of what it was like to be a man of God in that time, to be a Christian in that time. And all he told his disciples were, was to go out after they waited the 50 days to the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost fell for the first time. God's plan and Jesus' plan, their plan, his plan, Jesus Christ's plan was to, for the disciples to go out and make disciples of their own. Make disciples of all nations. Not just the Asian nations. Not just the African nations. Not just the European nations. But to go out and make disciples of all nations. We are one nation under God. We are one church. We are all Christ's church. We are all Jesus's children. Brothers and sisters of Christ. Now our Heavenly Father awaits for each and every single one of us in heaven today. He chose you before you were ever born. And now he waits for you to choose him in return. He's a loving father. He's a heavenly father. He's our Abba. Choose Jesus today. Confess your sins through repentance to the all-knowing Jesus. He already knows your sins. He's already forgiven you for your sins. Now He just wants you to confess those very sins. Own up for your mistakes. Own up for your choices. Reap your consequences today. Be baptized in remission via immersion so you too can be buried underwater and rise again with new life in your walk and journey with our Lord Jesus and accept the Holy Ghost into your heart so you too will be born again of water and born again of spirit so one day when Jesus comes and takes you away or on the day of the tribulation and one man is taken out of the fields and one woman is taken from grinding the seed you won't be the one left behind on this very earth you'll be taken up to heaven with Jesus and you'll 
walk into your place in the mansion in heaven that he's gone to create for us. And you'll go down to the dining room table for your first last supper on in heaven and find your name on your chair at the ever-growing table of Jesus Christ. And you'll sit down at that very table with Jesus at the head of the table with everyone that has gone before you and everyone that will go with you and everyone that will go after you. Amen. C.S. Lewis wrote, He died not for men, but for each man. If each man had been the only man made, he would have done no less. Until next time, God bless.